Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Beyond Aromatics podcast. It's been a while since our last recording went out, and well, a lot has happened since we last got together. With the current state of the world, it seems like everyone is sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for what happens next. Unprecedented times means it's hard to look to one person for the answers on how to cope, adapt, and how to plan for the future. Because the truth is, no one knows what's going to happen next. So, when we don't know what's happening next, the best thing we can do for ourselves and our community is to ask, what can we do right now? When many of Naha's regional directors and board members asked themselves this question, the answers varied wildly, but often came to the same conclusion. We decided to sit down with those directors and figure out how they are coping or changing up their normal aromatherapy and business routines to meet the needs of the world and even their smaller communities. Join us for these next couple weeks as we visit our friends all over the country. We speak with aromatherapy educators, retailers, spa owners, manufacturers, custom blend specialists, practitioners of all kinds, and more to get their take on the hardships and changes and learn how they are forging ahead anyways. These interviews are led by Naha's director coordinator, Sharon Falsetto, who herself has a unique perspective, which we will dive into later in these episodes. Okay, enjoy the show. Today we are talking to Kelly, who is the past president and public relations for Naha, based in North Carolina. Kelly is um, helping her animal friends during COVID-19 with various resources and she lets us know a little bit about how she is doing that. And also we learn about a surprising new resource that has come to the forefront for her during this time. Shanti is the director for Colorado. Shanti lives in a small community which has adapted to COVID-19, probably in different ways to cities. She discusses how our online school is actually flourishing during these times and why, and some tips on which essential oils to use for support during this time. Up first, you will be hearing from our Naha Regional Director in North Carolina, our Public Relations Officer, and our current past president, Kelly Holland-Nazaro. Kelly is a licensed massage therapist, registered aromatherapist, certified clinical aromatherapist, and certified batch flower practitioner. Kelly specializes in animal aromatherapy and offers a 300-hour animal aromatherapy practitioner certification course. To learn more, please visit www.animalaromatherapy.com. You can also find her on Instagram or Facebook at Ashi Aromatics. That's A-S-H-I Aromatics. So I would like to take a minute to um, welcome Kelly um, to these interviews that we're doing with Naha directors um, about the COVID-19 crisis and how it's impacting various communities um, within the aromatherapy community. Um, So first of all, welcome, Kelly. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much, Sharon. I really appreciate being part of this. For those that um, don't know you, would you like to tell us a little bit about um, which state you're in and a little bit bit of background about your own aromatherapy business? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm in the state of North Carolina. We're like in the northwest corner, so we're closer to Tennessee. And my husband and I have a holistic healing center here, and we're we're in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So we, we moved up here and relocated about 24 years ago to offer our holistic therapies. He's an acupuncturist, and I'm a massage therapist, aromatherapist. So that's our main focus is acupuncture, aromatherapy, and massage, as well as education and working with um, people and their animal friends. And we've been doing this for probably now 30 years, long time. Wow. Wow. Yes, it is a long time. And you, you've got a specific interest in animals because you do um, aromatherapy courses with animals as well. Right, right. That's my passion is working with animals. And of course, they're humans to help empower yes. the humans so they can help their their animal friends. And I have uh, additional training in animal massage and acupressure work, energy work, things like that. So I, I'm just re- a real animal person since since I was a child growing up next to the woods and always connected with nature and yeah. animals. Yeah. So that's kind of, you've got dogs and cats and horses. And, right. Uh, all, all yeah, a little, a little mini farm zoo. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. Um, so, because you're pretty um, rural and pretty local, how how have you found that um, COVID nineteen has impacted the way you do business? How has it affected you? It's been hard, um, but I've been raised to continue going in hard times. You just, I just always keep myself busy and moving forward and working on projects and doing my daily routine and things like that. But here where we are, basically, you know, we have been everybody that was in any type of close contact type work or therapies and like that has been shut down from working. So um, we've adapted with, you know, because I've always done phone consultations as well with clients from all over um, the world and the United States. So it wasn't too much for adapting with that. It was just getting used to um, not seeing clients in person and being able to help them that way. So, but we can empower them through um, giving them educational information that they can use at home for self care. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, when you mentioned self care, I mean, self care is important um, education for us to give to others um, that have been coping how to cope with this crisis but also how have you managed to cope with that yourself is there any self-care practices that you've had to rely on more or put into practice um, that you can recommend right well it's it's kind of interesting on one level because this is this is what my husband and I live eat and breathe you know holistic mm-hmm. medicine forever and I was also raised that way um, with my mom having an organic garden and reaching first through nutrition herbs um, you know natural medicines like chiropractic acupuncture things like that so this is just is just part of who I am so I just double down on that, being more aware of it and preparing some herbal tinctures and things like that and having my flower essences ready, things that would help with like anxiety, stress, as well as supporting um, my immune system when having to go venture out to the grocery store and things like that. But I also added in, I, I'm 
pretty much into meditation, but I had not been doing that as much. So I had it doing more meditation, doing my Qigong exercise forms and um, journaling, things like that, that I was took more time to do because I would guess I would consider myself a introverted extrovert. (laughs) So I'm used to being introverted (laughs) in up here in the mountains and away from a lot of people and having an organic garden or animals and things like that. But I do miss connecting with people. So I would say social media has been good on that way with connecting and getting support. But I, I would I would say it's more just doubling down on what I've already done and then also taking that extra time to schedule to do the meditation and prayer. But I, I, I found that journaling has been very powerful. And I don't know if anybody else has started that through this whole crisis, wow. because I think that when we come through this, we'll all have a lot. Uh, to learn from it and empower each other and then maybe can go back yeah. and learn from that that journaling because every day brings different ups and downs because it's so much uncertainty you yeah. know, for so many people. Yeah, I I found that, I mean, certainly in the beginning, it, it just felt this whole thing just came out of nowhere um, and, and hit us all and yeah went through those I, I would uh, surprise describe it as feelings of grief you know going through the panic the anxiety um the anger the disbelief and then kind of you know mellowing out a little bit um but then it kind of comes back to you in waves like how do we move forward from this and I have heard a couple of people um doing the journal and I haven't done that myself right not on paper but it, it, it's there in my head <laughs> <laughs> I right. need to get it down on, on onto paper. I think um, because yeah, I think it's going to be some stories that come out of this, and you know, we need to be able to learn from these experiences. Um, I I lean on my um, dog Harry a lot during this, um, and I'm sure that you um, appreciate that as well with your animals. Um, so, do you have a recommendation on how? Um, people could use aromatherapy to help their animal friends as well during this crisis because they could be mimicking a lot of this behavior that I've just described that I'm doing. Um, so they could be getting stressed out too. So what what would you recommend? Right, absolutely. I mean, this is just, it's just an incredible um, thing what has happened in the world in in and looking at any good that comes from it, because that's how I was raised to always try to look at the positive and what you can you learn from a situation. And what's been amazing is so many animals have become um, adopted and have homes that maybe would not have because of the fact of people being on lockdown and being in their homes and so many people being um, very lonely and loneliness is can really take over somebody's life and create a major depression and anxiety and things like that. So it's wonderful that people have adopted animals, um, you know, to bring into their home during this time. And I'm so I'm sure when people are able to go back to work and things like that, they may be dealing with a different situation now where this animal was so happy to be home with them all yeah. the time and having all that love and comfort and with them 24-7. Uh, and now the person has to go back to work. So there are um, aromatics and 
flower essences, which I really like to work with both the flower essences and hydrosols. Uh, they're both much gentler approaches mm-hmm. to use with animals. So there's things that they can use for those situations, as well as for people that already have animals as part of their family and consider them family members, which I do. And oh, I certainly do. <laughs> right. And maybe they're not like you and I, they're not lucky enough, what I consider lucky to be around them all the time anyway during our work and now they're home and the animal is like what's going on here this is great but when the person has to go back to work the animal may start getting separation anxiety and same for the person because a lot of people that are extroverts that are ready to get out there and socialize in person they may too go through some type of a shift when they have to go back into their what they thought was their regular routine but maybe things in life will change and maybe they won't go back is exactly the same. So I definitely, one of the the better things to use that people can get their hands on, because if they don't have it now, they can get it online pretty easily, um, are the flower essences. And the, one of the ones they can use from the Bach flower um, is a blend called Rescue Remedy, which most people are familiar with. And that one is great for any type of um, major stress, trauma, any kind of ordeal that's going on. It also includes impatience, which is great because there's a lot of people out there that uh, that this has been very tough on them. They're very impatient. They want to get back. They want their state to open. They want to get back. But this that that's not where we're at right now in this yeah. stage. So that can help with that um, for the person themselves, as well as um, walnut flower essence, which is for change, any type of change. So here we have this whole change that we're all going through as people. Our animals are going to be picking up on that vibe that we're putting off where we're trying to adjust to these changes. Then when we have to go back to work and leave the home, that's going to be a change again for that person and their animal friends. So walnut would be one that I would that I would recommend. I always have that one on hand for myself, just going through little daily right. changes. And then another flower essence is called larch. And that's good for building self-confidence and building up your, your self-esteem and feeling more confident. And again, that can be used for both the caregiver and their animals, because that's going to be something that people are going to need to feel confident about going back to their normal life and getting into the routine. And then the animal may be feeling insecure and not feeling confident because their caregiver isn't home all the time. And then just, just for general anxiety, stress and worry, if somebody didn't have the rescue remedy or maybe it's sold out because I would think it would be something very popular right now, they can try to get um, Aspen and Mimulus. And both of those are good for fear, anxiety. Aspen is better for anxiety or just general unknown fear, where Mimulus is specific more to a known fear or a phobia. And there are a lot of people that are having these type of phobic type um, thoughts and fears, like what's going to happen when I go back outside? What's yeah. going to happen when I go back to work? Is this going to happen again? Is it, is the virus going to resurface and so on? And yeah. then as far as aromatics go, this is a great time um, for people to use hydrosols, which are much gentler 
um, to use for their own their own self and their animal friends, um, especially for those that are concerned with the virus and wanting to keep their their household, um, you know, freshened and cleared and things like that. But you could just use the hydrosols as needed. And the citrus uh, one, blood orange, is incredible for helping to calm down um, any type of anxiety or feeling kind of wound up and keyed up and hyper and you can't sleep but also if you need confidence. So for the animal that isn't very confident or is may be prone to separation anxiety, that would be a good one to use as well as neroli. And then if, if the both the caregiver or the animal are having trouble with sleeping, restless sleeping, nightmares, things like that, lavender is good. Rose is also useful for this because I find that rose really helps with the heart energetics and traditional Chinese medicine. And I think a lot of us, our hearts are, are yes. going through a lot of um, stress and from this chronic worry and fear. So that I feel that Rose and also Ylang Ylang are very empowering for that. And they, those all are great for anxiety, stress, sleep, building confidence. So they, they combine nicely with those same flower essences and can be used as needed um, for, you know, whatever is coming yeah. up for that person. And then just also one I forgot to mention for being feeling overwhelmed is elm, E-L-M, and right. flower, flower essence. And that one is what's considered a temporary uh, flower essence because we're not, we don't feel overwhelmed all the time in our life just when things come up you know, that are overwhelming. Yeah. Well, same thing for animals. So that that's another one that people may want to um, look into getting and having those on hand, just so that they feel more empowered and have some type of a natural form of a tool to use yeah. for their own self and their, their animal friends. And what's great about the flower essence is there's no um, worries about any contraindications or things like that. So they're very easy to attain and use and start to put into action right away. It's it's interesting that you mentioned elm because I have uh, elm trees um, in my yard as well. So um, maybe I just need to go out and hug <laughs> a tree, as they say, um, to um, you know calm me down as well um, when I'm feeling overwhelmed. Um, exactly, and, kind of, and I'm I'm uh, so glad, Sharon, that you mentioned that because I forgot to mention that when you asked about the first part of like, or the second part, what am I doing for my own self? If yeah. people, if people can safely venture into nature, like we're lucky, we have this big, you know, area in the back, but you know, there's nobody around. So I go outside as much as I can to get sunlight and fresh air and of course be with the mm -hmm. animals. So I think that's, that's important too, for people that tend to get very anxious or uh, depressed because they're inside too much and they're just not a homebody. So you can get outside yeah. and be with na nature some, uh, somehow without, you know, feeling at risk with anybody or anything like that, but definitely go, go hug a tree, go be a tree hugger. Yeah. Yeah, that's some good advice there. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, all those are quite very interesting, and it, it's nice to hear all the ones about change and self confidence, which is what we're needing at the moment. Um, but there's also something else that you've kind of started incorporating into your business since COVID nineteen hit. And would you like to tell everybody what that is? 
Oh, yes. That's my other passion. I mean, my main passions, of course, besides my husband and animals and aromatherapy <laughs> is gemstones. I've, I feel so connected to um, rocks and the earth since I was a, a young child. My mom would even tell you that I would we lived next to a reservoir and I would find rocks and I would bring them home and I would hold them up to her ear and I would say, listen. And she'd say, listen to what? And I'd say, listen, the rock is talking. <laughs> I was just so in tune to nature, very connected to rocks. And then when I was in South Florida, I loved to be on the beach and I would find, um, you know, the glass, you know, the beach glass and collected that and shells and driftwood. So just always connected to, to what I consider like gifts from nature and gemstones is one um, where I, I actually work with gemstone um, therapy, um, energy work in my massage therapy and work with tuning forks for sound healing and working with the gemstones as well for different chakra balancing and energy balancing with the traditional Chinese medicine meridians and things like that. And I also work like that with the animals. So what was interesting when this happened, and of course we weren't able to have our center open and we had some really beautiful gemstone um, in pendants. And I, I, I thought, well, how can I get these back out to people? Because maybe this might be something that might bring some comfort to people because these are charged with energy and aromatics. And so I added them to our online store and people were, they really, people really seem very interested and um, attracted to them and learning more about, well, how can gemstones be something that they can use as well for comfort? Yeah, and they were, they were very beautiful. I saw the pictures on Facebook that you posted of them. And you're right, people were asking lots of questions and interested in them. And I, I was seeing that you were selling them as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it's something people are wanting to, to connect back to nature again. Um, and so, yeah, if they can use that with aromatherapy as well. I mean, that's, that's something um, wonderful um, to learn more about them, all the individual um, gemstones. My sister has been more into that than I have, and she she's always trying to teach me various things. Um, but I kind of just intuitively reach for the one that I need. I don't know if that's the way I should do it, but <laughs> that's that's the way I do it if if I'm using um, the gemstones right. and rocks. But I, I certainly need to learn more about it. So um, yeah, so it'd be interesting to learn more from you um, if you offer that at, at some point in in the future um and with everything right and so um so it's been really interesting sorry go ahead <laughs> what oh no i was just saying that right when you said intuitively that's one of the best ways to pick with your stones and i i find that too especially when i'm working with people and their animals and interesting to see what stones they're drawn to and I'm I'm actually been compiling a lot of this information for a future course on that with working with gemstones with people and animals. So that will be something I'll have in the future. But yes, right. it's I think it's I think it's people's craving to in, integrate back into nature and back with people. And that's that's where all these wonderful things that 
that um, holistic practitioners have to offer is is um, something that I think will come to the forefront to help to help everybody. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's certainly what I've been hearing from everybody is um, getting back to our connection with people in community, whether that's locally or online. We're so fortunate to have this um, World Wide Web to connect with people during this time um, and to connect with nature outside. Um, so I really enjoyed hearing about or how you work in with your animals and the flower essences and hydrosols and gemstones. And is there anything else you, you want to add or have we covered everything? I think, I think that's a, a lot for people right now. Because again, Elm, feeling people feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. I, and I also think people are probably overwhelmed by the news and all the information and everything to assimilate and learn. Yeah. And then therefore that vibrates through the body and the animals are picking up on that. And just to remind people to really take um, the time to notice when their animal friend is maybe signaling to them to to uh, sit down for a minute or be quiet for a minute, be peaceful and just spend time with the animal. And in some ways that animals do that through intuitive communication is what I like to call body bumping. They actually will bump right into your your body and right. or use their paw to um, paw you on the leg or some, and sometimes they get very accurate in regards to acupuncture points as well, where you may have something actively going on oh, like wow. a pain syndrome or something like that. So they're very in tune um, to not a, not only the sense of smell, but our emotions, um, changes in the environment. And they know a lot more than what most people will give them credit for. So it's good if people take this time, whether they have their children at home um, for homeschooling and when they have, whether they're home with their animals, listen to their children more, listen to the animals, what they're trying to communicate with them as well. And be, be more in tune to that instead of so um, into all the negativity. I know it's important that we are, aware of what's going on so that we can make clear decisions of what we're going to do in our lives right now. But sometimes it's good to turn that off and disconnect and then, you know, listen to the animal where somebody may think that their animal is being underfoot or being, you know, um, insecure. The animal may actually be emulating what that person is feeling and trying to say to their mom, hey, come on, mom, let's go sit down and, you know, relax here. Let's go explore our hydrosols and and switch switch the mind off from that and go into some you know doing something more intuitive with whether you're using the aromatics, the stones, herbs and you know with your animal friends. Uh, well on that note, it's a good note to, um, to finish because my dog is trying to tell me <laughs> to finish. Mm -hmm. He's uh, on the other side of the, the door here while we've been recording interviews. And uh, yeah, he's, he's calling time out now. I can hear him. So uh, so thank you so much, Kelly, <laughs> for joining us and, and doing these interviews and uh, sharing your knowledge with us. And uh, I will go and sign off now and uh, see what my little dog needs to <laughs> attend to. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, Sharon, Kelly. and thank you. Thank you, Savannah. I really appreciate it. And you guys go have fun in nature today.
hearing from Naha Regional Director in Southern Colorado, Shanti Dutchett. Shanti is the founder and director of Aroma Apothecary Healing Arts Academy, a Naha Level 3 approved school. Her extensive training includes many modalities of healing, including certified clinical aromatherapy, practitioner and teacher, herbology, plant medicine, massage therapy, and other healing modalities. Shanti is the author of the book Harmonized Aromatherapy for Seasonal Wellness, a level three certified clinical aromatherapist, a senior instructor of Chinese Sang, and is a board certified massage therapist and a Naha approved continuing education provider. To learn more about Shanti and the work she does, please visit learnaroma.com or you can find her on Facebook at Aroma Apothecary Healing Arts Academy. I'd like to uh, welcome Shanti for coming to um, speak with us today um, about the current world situation we find ourselves in with COVID-19 and uh, share some of her thoughts with us. So first of all, welcome Shanti. Thank you, Sharon. For listeners that don't really know you, um, can you just tell us a little bit, first of all, about your business, where you're located and what you do? Well, I have had an an aromatherapy school uh, that's NAHA approved since 2002, and I'm located in Crestone, Colorado, which is very rural. Um, when I first started the school, it, I launched it actually in Austin, Texas, where I was living and lived there for seven years. Okay. And I wrote a lot of course materials, and then I would teach them in a classroom setting. And that gave me tremendous amount of feedback about maybe things I needed to move around or switch. And then when I moved to Crestone in 2010, a year later, I took everything on an online platform. Um, but we still offer like hard copy text because what I'm finding is not every person likes, you know, digital downloads and dealing with all of that. So we also offer the hard copy text and then we offer additional summer in classroom hydrosol and product formulating courses. And when I first moved here, I do like three weeks of in-classroom courses and realized that it is so rural here. Like we're four hours away from an airport. Wow. It takes people. It's a real journey. And the the interesting thing that um, I can elaborate a little bit more, but um, Crestone, Colorado is quite the most unusual place in the United States. It has over 30 different spiritual centers of all denominations. So we have six Buddhist centers. We have Hindu centers, Native American, um, you know, Buddhist, uh, Christian, nunnery, Buddhist monks, nuns. So there is somebody in meditation and spiritual (laughs) retreats here year-round. So this area is already kind of halfway into quarantine (laughs) all the time. I mean, everything. So there's probably many people carrying this, which, you know, hopefully we can all take the necessary precautions. Like when we go to town now, the restaurants are closed, but they do window service and, you know, people are wearing masks and gloves. But I have found that over 
you know, I rarely ever get sick because it was about 20 years ago that I trained myself never to touch a public doorknob. This was 20 years ago. And because I finally got, oh, you put your hand to your, you know, to your nose and mouth, there you go. You're <laughs> giving it a doorway in. So, I, you know, I kind of yeah. like wearing a mask and gloves now. And then I also have hand sanitizer <laughs> that I put in my gloves. I mean, um, you know, but I have found that this has helped. But if I could just go back for one minute, I would just like to put out my sincere love and condolences for the effects that the virus has made on people's health and those that have lost loved ones. It's just so sad to me. And yeah. it's also really unfortunate that you think how many people have lost their jobs and how quickly that happened. Exactly. It's not just the, um, you know, the health impacts, it's the economic impacts on people. Um, and it seemed like it happened overnight, literally, um, yeah. from what we're seeing in various different um, places. Um, I mean, here in Sedona, um, it, we're kind of a tourist destination. Um, so, so many businesses closed and I don't know how many of those will actually reopen. Um, it was interesting to me um, that you say that you're rural. Um, we're quite rural here, but I believe that you're more rural than I uh, am. Yeah. How, what's your population there? Do you know? Well, there's the town of Crestone, and even if you do a web a web search for Crestone, it's just little bits and pieces. It doesn't really show much. Uh -huh. um, I think the town of Crestone might be 500 people, but then wow. there's this huge... 10,000 acres called the Baca Grande, and that's where most people live. And they have to live on at least a half acres. Most people live on acres to five acres. And there's probably another 1,500 people. Wow. So, so that's still if you're less. Going, if you're going to town and you see six cars, that's like running <laughs> <laughs> That used to be like Sedona was back in the day. Um, and even, uh, you know, I moved here 13 years ago now. And um, even back then, I mean, it was nothing compared to uh, what it is now. But I had to go through town um, the other week. And it it was surreal because usually it's back to back with tourist traffic. And there was nothing. It was like two or three cars on the road. And yeah, it was kind of surreal. So yeah, as well as those people impacted um, health-wise, you know, we've got to feel for the economic impact of um, happening um, to people. And and with that, um, what do you, how do you think that will affect your community with it being so rural? I mean, you're online, so um, it sounds like you're you you know you're doing okay. But what about other businesses um, in the area? Well, it's you know, we're even an hour away from a hospital uh, in both right. directions, north and south, you know. and But I have deep gratitude for those health practitioners and doctors. I'm the first line of responders there. But yeah. our town is amazing, you know. We still have UPS, FedEx delivery, the post office is still mm -hmm. open. We have one, we kind of have one of everything. We have a one bank, we have one gas station, <laughs> four, four restaurants, and then we have a, a local grocery store, um, 
that does, you know, fresh, they, they do fresh butcher of local raised chicken and beef here daily, which is amazing. And then we wow. have the most amazing health food store that has all these amazing organic veggies and herbs and everything else. And so we are so lucky. I, yes. I just got to say, I feel really fortunate, you know, and I've, um, I'm from Colorado, but I've traveled the world and I've lived also in Sedona. I uh-huh. lived in Santa Fe. And I've lived in different parts of California and Washington State and the Virgin Islands and Canada. And it took me a long time to find home again. And this was it. Yeah. I, I, I love being with people, but I realize that I'm kind of an introvert. And so this totally works for me. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I do. I do live in Sedona, but I live kind of like five minutes outside in a more kind of rural neighborhood. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. With the post office um, still being, you know, still delivering for us, we get FedEx and UPS. But that brings me to the point I, I wanted to pick up on. Um, you mentioned about hard copy for your courses, and this is something that I still do because I find the same as you not every you know it surprises me the number of people that still want it printed and we're truly grateful at this time to have the services like the post office to still be able to um, send those hard copies out Um, so it's interesting um, you know how how people are still asking for those things Um, has it impacted your business in any any significant way? Are you changing the way you do anything, or are you just kind of business as usual? Well, it was you know since my students aren't working full time jobs, I'm mm-hmm. actually working more because they're studying. <laughs> <their work. laughs> and, I so I agree with you. I'm getting the same, exactly the same. <laughs> And, you know, in the beginning, I was like, oh, I get a little retreat here. This is great. (laughs) And, you know, but I'm very happy. You know, I think that for me, mentoring people in aromatherapy has been the most amazing um, gift to the inspiration that I had a long time ago. Because I was, you know, I've studied a lot of healing modalities. And when I got connected with aromatherapy, I just went, it was a big aha. And uh-huh. that's actually the acronym for my school, Aroma Apothecary Healing Arts Academy. Is oh wow, <laughs> I did not know that. I know that's that an is. interesting tidbit there that I learned. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> I'll be calling it you a half from now on. <laughs> okay, well, there's something really fresh about that for me, and I try to come to work every day like that. You know, just to be fresh, just to be alive, to be present. And I think that that is, you know, how this has impacted me because it's taken me back to that place of my foundation that I have built for 40 years for myself of, you know, really what it's like Mm -hmm. to have that foundation, to be healthy. Um, you know, some things I'm really missing, though, is I I am a hugger, even though I said, you know, I'm an introvert. I love that mm-hmm. physical contact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 
Yeah. You know, my my boyfriend only lives three minutes away, so that's good. And so he's the person really that's he's the only person that's come into my house in the last six weeks. But right, and then the, right. The ski, the ski season ended early, so I had this pass and I was ready to go. And they closed this, and it was just gorgeous snow. And there's something, that's one of my happy places, because this one trail is on top of the Continental Divide. And what that means is that you can look at the watersheds that go east and west at the same time. And the view is unbelievable. So that's one of my happy places Mm -hmm. because that's kind of one of my foundations too is to think about these places that I've been in my mind. I can bring them back Um, because, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but one of my go-tos that I've been thinking about is really how can I create immune stimulation? Um, you know, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, want, yeah. I, w- I was just, when you mentioned about go, that's where you could go to in your mind, um, I think we're fortunate to have that because I'm thinking, for example, um, New York that's got really, really hit really badly with this. If you're in a small apartment with all this death going on around you and you perhaps don't have these experiences that you and I have, how do you cope with that? You know, how do you keep your, you know, yourself healthy, like you say, immune stimulant? Um, but you know, us also emotionally healthy and, and do you have any advice of, of, for people that might be going through that? Well, um, just the basis of the immune stimulation. I'm kind of a brain geek, and I like studying about neurotransmitters. And, you know, there's one neurotransmitter called dopamine, and it sends signals from the brain to the body that affect mood, sleep, memory, learning, concentration. And the things, the easy things you can do to increase that is vitamin D. Especially if you're not going outside. And I even had my holistic doctor here, who is a really interesting man. He was head of heart surgery department for like 18 years in Boulder before he came here. And then he decided he wanted to be a holistic doctor. And I'm thinking, that is a good doctor to have. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, he was the one who told me that vitamin D also is really good for the respiratory system. And I never had put those two together. And then there's these other ones, which is to also raise the levels of dopamine. Because we're talking about the happy neurotransmitter here. Is these tyrosine-containing foods. So it's easy ones like almonds, avocados, bananas, broccoli, eggs fish and chicken because Uh that helps your body to make what's called dopa then it converts it to dopamine so the big one also is limiting sugar and processed foods but I think that's kind of all the time now I love chocolate (laughs) (laughs) and I think when this first hit we we all dove into the chocolate (laughs) I know I I do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, probably not the good thing to do long term. <laughs> well, you could 
Yeah, but just one little square, you know, and you can go into that moment. And then, of course, sleep patterns. And, you know, there's been part of me that usually I'm like a little kid. I can lay my head down and I go to sleep. But lately I've been, you know, some, mm-hmm. there's some little bit of fear or anxiety for me just letting go. And yeah. so I try to meditate or listen to calm music um, to get the sleep. And then last week I started feeling a little bit grumpy and edgy, like, oh, I just want to go somewhere right now. So I created this aromatherapy blend called an aromatic hug. (laughs) So it was in a base of jojoba oil with sweet orange, cypress, cardamom, champaca CO2, violet leaf absolute, and vetiver. And I did put that on my blog, um, so for people who want to um, right. see that, just right. go to learnaroma.com blog and see that, you know, the drops and things. But to me, yeah. it was really like a hug, and I thought, how cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> and then I started putting it together with mindfulness. Now, one thing that's changed for me is, um, you know, I've studied Buddhism for over 40 years. I studied Taoism as well, Native American. But I think to me, the Buddhist path, which is um, really non-denominational, but it teaches you really how to be a better person with compassion and understanding towards yourself and others. And I really like that because I can always be kind of nicer to others than I am myself sometimes because I am yeah. kind of a workaholic. <laughs> yeah. It can take a while to realize well, I think to going back to meditation, and this is the first time that my meditation teacher that I studied with for over a decade, um, who lives in Bhutan. So Bhutan is between India and China, and it's a very small country. And it, they, they base their, their national thing on the level of happiness. Isn't that uh-huh. amazing? Yeah. I mean, Bhutan is really cool. So, anyway, um, <laughs> it's the first time lately that they've been doing online teachings. They've never done that before. And so wow. that was really wonderful to, to be that because, you know, to be part of something that's going to lighten you up to... Um, again, that's another way to be able to increase that dopamine is meditation. And, you know, for people who don't have experience in that, um, you know, Deepak Chopra has so many great online um, uh, audios on meditation that they take you through. And there's this one series with Deepak Chopra and Oprah. Have, right. you, have you heard these? No, I haven't. No. No, I I was just thinking that we could, you know, you mentioned about it being the first time they'd taken this training online. And I'm thinking that's true for a lot of people now. Um, I mean, you and I have experience of working online, but some people don't have any. And 
I think it is important to share all these teachings. Um, it's, it's the only way we can share between ourselves, um, safely at the moment. Um, and yeah, even just, and you mentioned the other thing about happiness there. Um, I think it's, it's great if we can, you know, share these photos of, um, outdoor space and gardens that some people don't have access to. Because I don't know about you, but when I see a photo of a, you know, a garden, it's like, oh, I just want to go there. Now, I'm fortunate that I do have a garden like, like you do. Um, but not everybody does. And I'm wondering if that is, that, that also would work into all that and affect level people, ah, just feeling of calmness and happiness. Um, and, you know, in, in addition to these other teachings that you, you share, it, it, it um, it can be something on a really simple level as well. Um, I also thought it was pretty interesting. You mentioned that about vitamin D there, um, um, good for respiratory systems. Um, I live in Arizona and the sunshine levels are pretty good year round. And um, through this, um, our, our statistics, um, of course, we haven't got statewide testing yet, but our statistics have been um, quite low um, with numbers compared to how other states um, are getting with this and it just made me think is that you know is that the sunshine um, that we, we can still get out and get that or oh, it could be that we haven't <laughs> any test kits a lot yet but um, it, it's something to bear in mind um, with those points that you, you raised there um, and uh, yeah sorry I didn't mean to cut you off with your <laughs> with your question there but um i just wanted to you know reiterate some of those points that you you brought up which i thought was fairly interesting um so yeah yeah, so so did you want to carry on with that or or shall we well i if i could just share a little bit more Mm -hmm. about kind of my in heightened immune stimulating awareness yes like you know in the food I'm uh, cooking um, you know I've added the garlic and even onions and I don't do onions that much but it's really good actually to open up the sinuses for me and turmeric I love turmeric it is so amazing you know that is um, in curry and it's amazing anti-inflammatory and for myself, that's one of the things that I look at is really trying to keep my inflammation in my body low and keeping that other immune stimulant for the, like the lymphatic system, right? Which the lymphatic system takes movement to move it. So one thing, if people are cooped up in, the, in what you were talking about in New York, then what about something like a, a Dead Sea Salt shower scrub? Because that gets the immune system moving, it gets the circulation moving, and the reason why I like the Dead Sea Salt, because it's more potassium than sodium, and the salt clears the emotional body better than like a sugar scrubbers. Right. And, mm-hmm. So that's kind of one of my favorites. Um, to be able to just cleanse myself. Um, I've been loving the bathtub, the aromatherapy bathtub, um, you know, blends. And because I used to go to the hot spring swimming pool and do water yoga like two to three times a week here that it closed. And right. I used to 
do regular massages and other body work every other week. And so, you know, I've had to adjust that a little bit, uh, the, the daily protocols of what that means. And yeah. So, um, so one of the things that when you were speaking that kind of piqued my interest was about the plant allies, like those people who are in their homes. And to me, that's what the essential oils can also carry yeah. if you don't have a live plant. And um, so can I share some of my plant allies and then you've got yes. yours. Yeah. Um, I've got a few of them here. So one of them is Manuka, which is Leptospermum scoparium. And I like it because it's a good antimicrobial, and I like to use it personally more than tea tree. I think it's got a, a more of a wide spectrum um, what it can do. And then another one that has been um, a great plant ally for me is hyssop. So this is the hippus uh, officinalis variation to cumber. And it's not the same chemotype, right, as just the regular hyssopus officinalis. So the decumbens, have you ever used this? It's I'm not, hyssop is not one that I've used, uh, I'm not that familiar with. It's not one that I kind of was drawn towards. So it's interesting that you say it's one of your plant allies. So I'm interested to know a little bit more. <laughs> Well, I think it's actually really good. So this decumbens uh, variation is high in linalol, the 1-8-cineol. Um, it's good for, you know, I'm looking at Aroma Web right now. It's good for coughs, colds, influenza, bronchitis, catarrh, uh, asthma, bron bronchial infections, bruising, wounds, arthritis, rheumatism, muscular aches and pains, and digestive problems. I mean, that pretty much covers it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I really like it because it's a really light, clear scent um, for me. I, I really enjoy this, you know. And for me, and, yeah. you know, when I go back to my allies, they're really about the tree oils. Um, to me, the tree oils always are very grounding. And that's one thing. When I get into anxiety or fear, I always try to ground myself. Um, and I saw this beautiful painting not too long ago. It was this giant tree. And then it was reflected by the water. And it had, and it looked like that the tree was also the root. And that's how trees are. As you know, as high and wide as the tree limbs are, that's how deep the roots are. So they're very grounded. They're really balanced. And I live in a in a forest of conifer oil, <laughs> so they're they're definitely my plant allies. And then yeah. you know, um, one other that I you know, there's the eucalyptus globulus, and then also raven. Sara, not Raven Sara, but Raven Sara, the Cinnamomum Campora, is actually another oil that I've been really enjoying a lot. And um, do you use that much? No, no, it's interesting these ones that you mentioned because uh, I'm more drawn towards um, some of the herbal ones, I guess because I identify with them in the garden. I can uh, touch them uh -huh. and I can feel them. And <laughs> yeah, like what? So, what, like, what do you like, like? 
um, like rosemary, for example, um, and let's see, um, oregano and thyme. You know the ones that you're kind of familiar with um, for putting in your in in your in your culinary dishes as well. Um, I guess that's kind of where I'm, I'm identifying them too. And um, one that I just wrote about for for the journal, dill. I mean, um, I really really rediscovered dill. Um, I did not. Um, you know, identify much with dill, except I reconnected with it in the garden, planting it from seed, um, and that prompted me to go back and look at the essential oil. Um, and yeah, I re- kind of really reconnected with it again, and it's got such a long history of use as well. Um, we we kind of forget about some of these these ones <laughs> over time. Are you speaking? You're speaking about dill, right? D-I-L-L? Yes. D yeah, dill. D-I-L-L. Yeah. Do you familiar with that one? Oh, yes. Yes. I have it in yeah. my garden. Yeah. It's actually really... My pronunciation. <laughs> Maybe it's... Uh, oh, no. It, it, well, first, I, I, it was... Um, I heard Bill when I'm like... <laughs> Bill, no, Bill. Well, is that our new boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill. No, we no. I don't. I don't know Bill. Well, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. My my only boyfriend is my dog, <laughs> Harry. <laughs> and yeah, he's he's a good comfort too in these times. Um, yeah, because you know you can hug a dog as often as you uh, as you want to. So yeah, animals. Talk, talking of which, um, um, a, a pretty good um, support as well oh, during these times. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes, I know. Just to, for the emotional support. So I just kind of wanted to close it out um, with, um, it, you know, I don't know how much this has impacted your community as a, a rural um, kind of area as opposed to a city area um, and what your, um, when your stay at home order may be lifted. Um, but as we start to edge towards opening up again, depending on the state, um, is there anything different that you would do? Do you think you'd you'd go back to how you were doing things? I mean, not that it's really changed too much, except in your local community, or or is there anything new you've discovered during this that um, you might practice more that um, you weren't doing before? Well, I think that whatever any of us have done in quarantine. You know, there's, this is like, is the glass half full or half empty? And I mm-hmm. tend to be an optimist, um, and try to see, to build those challenges into resiliency and courage moving forward. Um, to me, this whole thing's been like being in a cocoon. Mm-hmm. And the weather's finally starting to warm here. So probably in May, May's one of the better months here except for in the fall uh-huh. um i always i think of myself like a i'll be out like a butterfly i'm going to come out of my cocoon and hopefully i will be kinder and compassionate um in my awareness towards even my own thoughts my actions and words and you know i think the simplicity for me over the years has been really important what do I need in my life, you know? And it's becoming simpler and just, I would say, more 
beneficial every day because of that. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's just in, uh, in, at the end here, I wanted to share one of my favorite inspirational quotes with you, if I could. Oh, yes. Um, Please do. This, this is, uh, from Lao Tzu, uh, from the Tao Te Ching, which is a long, long time ago. And he says, simplicity, patience, compassion. These three are your greatest treasures. Simple in actions and thought, you return to the source of being. Patient with both friends and enemies, you accord with the way things are. Compassionate towards yourself, you reconcile all being in the world. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's kind of like how it is, you know. I feel like when people come out of this, you know, it could go either way. They'll either be more impatient or they're going to be kinder. So I would hope that they could just pause and be a little more kind to themselves and each other. Mm -hmm. That would be the best thing. I think it's been, you know, when it first happened, it was like a sci-fi movie, and I kept wanting to change the channel. I know. I know. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully people will come out of this and have their aha moment, just like you did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, go part through positively and not negatively. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping people will, you know, come out this with, with greater knowledge and understanding, um, than we had before. So, well, so. I just, if I could share just one more thing, which was some, was that at the end of February, we got our first blind student. And she lives in California. And, you know, she has been so inspiring to me. She's been a massage therapist for 20 years. She is going to be the best aromatherapy in the body. (laughs) And I am so excited because this, we were able to work through with the state of California vocational department of rehabilitation or, you know, and I, that inspired me to maybe move forward in the future and create a whole program. Oh, yeah. Like that. And I am so excited, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's taken a bit of changes with the course materials and things mm-hmm. like that. And we have additional help with, um, you know, some services, so this company that you know, works with blind and how they can read digitally and things like that. But it's amazing. And somehow, just that, because that was right before all this happened. And, you know, to me, it's like, what if I just closed my eyes for a minute? What do I perceive? How yeah. is it any different? And to me, the quarantine is like that because it's shutting out all of that information from the outside world except for the Internet, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I think it's been, in some ways, a really positive thing that's happened to people. Yeah. It's just stop and mm-hmm. witness. Yeah. Okay, so... I, uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, it's been really lovely to talk to you, Shanti, and for all the wisdom that you shared there. Uh, thank you for being part of the um, 
um, interviews and you stay safe and uh, yeah look forward to learning more about your um, blind project if that goes ahead yeah yeah <laughs> well thank you so much to both of you i really appreciate your time and lots of love to you you too take care That's all for this week. I hope you'll join us next time where we interview our Naha president, Annette Davis, and the very own interviewer herself and director coordinator, Sharon Falsetto. As always, if you want to learn more about Naha, please visit www.naha.org or find us on Facebook at Aromatherapy Community or on Instagram at Beyond Aromatics. 